1: This is a podcast from Minute Media.
2: Spring training was supposed to start today. It didn't. Baseball Insiders is here. It starts right now. Robert Murray, you live in Arizona. You were supposed to be at a spring training site today. Where would you have been had there been spring training?
1: Probably the Giants complex because they're like, they're literally within walking distance of me, Carl. It's freaking awesome.
2: See, see, that's just disappointing. Like, I would think a guy like you would make an extensive effort on the first day of spring training, not to pick the team that is closest to you walking distance, but to pick the team that's most interesting, that's got all the storylines that you'll, you'll scale in the mountains of Arizona to bring us the news on the Baseball Insiders at Fansided.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you that that first long trip is going to be to the Texas Rangers. They, those guys, they got storylines. So just you wait, Carl. We're going to have some juicy stuff for you. Actually, I'm I'm going to give them a mention later on in the episode. So stay okay,
2: tuned for that. okay, I'm looking forward to. We are going to get to Bert's uh, top three uh, teams to get excited about, and he's also going to make some predictions about uh, who's going to disappoint this year. But there's so much, uh, not so much, but there's a lot of news going on around uh, the Players Association and Major League Baseball trying to come to some sort of agreement here. We are over 70 days into the lockout and uh, no movement. Let's see here, Bert. The the biggest issues on the table right now from your standpoint. Let's start there.
1: Yeah, so number one is the salary is not going up as inflation has happened. Like owners are making more money, but the players are not making more money. Two is players are not hitting free agency soon enough. Um, And like they have to wait six to seven years to get there. And we heard Kyle Freeland talk about that on the podcast last week. And ever since then, I've heard agents and executives or agents and players echo the same kind of comments um, as Freeland. And uh, like that's that's a very big issue uh, for the players right now. And that's one of their focus points. And so far, we've seen relatively zero movement on that front.
2: So, so Major League Baseball made their last proposal to the Players Association this past Saturday. Uh, and reportedly, it adds $2 million a year to the competitive balance tax. So that's 2024, 2025, and 2026, adding $2 million each year. They offered two choices for a minimum salary structure. Uh, they increased the bonus pool for pre-arbitration players from ten to $15 million and they added an opportunity for teams to earn two draft picks by cultivating high-achieving players who spend a full season on the club's roster, the minor leaguers coming up earlier. Can you give me your bird analysis of what the hell's going on here? Because uh, I think a lot of people, when they hear that, they, they, they probably have already instantly tuned out of the Baseball Insiders, but maybe they're still there.
1: Yeah, if you're still here, and hopefully you still are. Um, a, a, something that I'm going to focus on before I get into that is the lack of urgency in negotiations, because you said they had talked earlier last week and they had still not met since then. And they're going to meet at some point this week, but we still don't know when. And the lack of urgency to me is really concerning. Um, I mean, obviously we're not at the point where regular season games are like in jeopardy, but like we're getting very close and we're not even remotely close to a deal yet. Like we, you continue to hear about how far apart these two sides are in negotiations. Like specifically, the owners and Rob Manfred said that they were going to make significant sacrifices in this upcoming offer that they had last week, and all of a sudden, immediately the, the reaction you hear from the players' association is that like it was not even remotely close to what they're looking for. That they need more urgency from. the the owners on this they need to have more concessions obviously the players are gonna have to it's gonna be a give and take kind of a deal uh they're not gonna get everything that they want i'm sure they know that um but the lack of urgency really 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 concerns me so
2: speaking of urgency spring training again was supposed to start this week let's call it like that and they are saying that if there is not a deal in place by February the 28th, which is 12 days from the day that we are recording, no. then the regular season, which is supposed to start on March the 31st, will not start on time. Now, we all know that if there's a deal on March 1, March 2, March 3, they'll, they'll get it done, but they're using February 28th as a deadline. So that's T-minus 12 days here, Bert. Um,
1: not great.
2: No, but these things do tend to happen and escalate and get figured out in the last moments. It's like Carm at the University of Iowa doing a paper at the last second, right? I don't know how you were in school. Where'd you go to school, Bert?
1: So I went one and a half years at Mm UW-Sheboygan. It's a community college up there, and I actually did not go back since. So, by the way, I got to clarify for the public record here. I will go back to school at some point. I promised my grandma. I got to live up to that.
2: So so hold on a second. You have achieved this incredibly lofty position in life as uh, the key baseball guy at Fansided and uh, co-host of the Baseball Insiders with only one and a half years of community college education.
1: That is correct.
2: If that's not the most inspirational moment in Baseball Insiders history, I don't think I've ever heard (laughs) anything better. You're a professional writer. You didn't you didn't even sniff a four-year college, and you're dominating. See, college is overpriced, and we need a, you know, we need a strike about what students are paying for colleges, especially the ones that are going to Harvard, where there's endowments of eighty billion dollars, and somehow it still costs whatever it costs to go to Harvard these days, eighty grand or whatever it is. But yes, uh, okay oh, sure. uh, okay. But my my point being here, if we rewind it back. Is I, 12 days to the end here, uh, the supposed end. I, I think where there is panic in the air because of lack of progress, but I, I do want to remind people that these things do tend to happen at, at the last minute.
1: They do, and like, I've continually said on the baseball insiders here that deadline's spur action, and they do. I'm just wondering when that deadline is. I mean, maybe it's that 12-day period that you said. Maybe it's a little bit after that. Like I'm, I'm trying to figure it out because – at this point, it just seems like we're destined to lose at least some games in the regular season. And maybe that's something that the players or maybe that's something that the owners and, and Rob Manfred are comfortable with because those are the least profitable games. Obviously, obviously they're not going to want the games after the trade deadline being in jeopardy. Like that's a very lucrative time, but it's very troubling that and you continue to hear from all sorts of different people, Carm, how all these other sports, especially football and basketball are trying to grow their game. And yet major league baseball, especially with their minor league side are trying to like crush it. Um, well, we are going to have minor, minor league baseball here, right? That's that. We are. But like right. you heard, I'm, I'm the, there was a story reported, I think it was by the athletic um, that they don't, or like major league baseball does not want to pay the minor leaguers in spring training. Like that to me was baffling and like completely stupid. Uh, because they think it's like real life experience um, and like they should be honored to be there and I did not get that at all because um, if you're there you have to be compensated for your work you see some of these guys on on Twitter they're tweeting their pay stubs from teams and they're making like nine thousand to eleven thousand bucks a year like I mean you can't live off of that
2: well it's the uh... You know, exactly as the, in the chat Sean's putting in there, what is this an internship? And, and that's exactly yeah. um, how Major League Baseball looks at it. Like it's 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 the same thing in any industry that you're trying to get into. You want to make it to the major leagues. I know that you really, really, really want that. And there's a zillion guys that look just like you that also want that. So we don't have to pay you because you'll do it in essence for free because it's your job. Now, you would think a billion dollar inter- industry would have some level of integrity around this type of stuff, but that's not the, how the world works. No. Nope. That's just, you know, how many yachts can you ski behind and screw the little guy? And that's, that's what's going on right now. Um, the players, getting back to the major league part, they think they're offering a lot like, hey, Major League Baseball, we can move, well, let's move the playoffs to 12 teams because that's where the money's at. Um, The league, by the way, wants 14 teams. Um, Hey, let's let's put uh, Burt's car wash on our uniforms on uniform advertising. We'll do that for you. And, you know, Major League Baseball is like, you think that that's offering us something? We're going to do that shit anyway. I mean, basically, they, the, the players think they're offering something by an expanded playoffs. The, 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 the major league baseball are like, what do you mean? You guys want to play in the playoffs. There's going to be more money in it from you. You're not giving us anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I'm not exactly, you know, this is going to turn into who's going to budge uh, at some point here. But the, the players think they're giving up something and the owners don't even look at it that, that way.
1: Am I spot on here or am I missing something? No, you're exactly right about that. That's how both sides view this thing from from their respective angles here. And like specifically, I'm glad you mentioned the owners wanting to have playoffs expanded by 14 games or to to 14 teams rather than 12 um, because that is something that we're going to be adamant about because that's where money is. And that's what they're all about is trying to get, be profitable and trying to make more money. Um, So I would imagine that is something that the players are going to have to concede at some point. Um, I, I don't think we've gotten to that point quite yet, but, um, like they're going to be pretty firm about trying to get that. And I just, I, I'm wondering when these concessions start to happen and we start to hear some signs of progress because it just, like, I'm not kidding. Like every time I've checked in with sources on this car, it is no progress, uh, a little progress, no progress, no progress, eh, maybe a little progress. It's just been like that for months and I'll tell you I'm sick of getting those texts. I am ready for baseball I I'm, I'm going nuts over here
2: yeah. I, I just, just, I, I get it, Bert. Um, it's all right. You're, but you know, you've, you've got trips to the gym and you're living a new life in Arizona. So I'm, I'm trying to rescue you and, and give you th- just the things to focus on as this thing could drag on a little while
1: longer. I will um, say this though, Carm, yeah. you, you calling during my workout today. That was very good. So I appreciate that. That was, that yeah, was good yeah. stuff. That was motivational. Right.
2: Well, I missed you and I, and I wanted to chat and also let you know that I, that I'm protesting, Uh, the spring training, not starting by growing out a beard and, um, you know, this is the, no, most hockey guys go playoff beard. I'm going no spring training beard. This is for you, Bert. This is my own, this, this horrendous thing that's on my face is for you, buddy.
1: See, I I'm digging the look, Carm. I'm actually liking a little salt and pepper action. It's looking good. I yeah it. it's I, I i'm
2: actually somewhat pleased uh with the amount of pepper that's coming in at least on the stash which does not connect on both sides which is unfortunate yeah, and um, if, we're, if we want to talk facial or not
1: connecting this is me not having shaved for i think five days you
2: are adorable uh, I mean, that's honestly, bad. Like, it's bad it's like a baby's butt right there um okay <laughs> uh Okay, let me let me let, let me let me let me get back into a couple of my other major points here that I want you to respond to here, Bert. For so, sure. ownership holding firm. Here's their issues: salaries for young players, service time manipulation. The league wants to incentivize teams uh, not to do it, um, the rather than reward service time for high achieving players. Um, competitive integrity. This is an interesting one to me, major league baseball, you know, for the three worst teams in baseball, they want to do what the NBA does have a three pick lottery the players association wants eight teams in there. Mm -hmm. So major league baseball, uh, they want to, the owners want to encourage teams to tank. They blatantly want – they don't care about the fans at all. Like, at all. Yeah. No, You know, like, I get it. Like, fans are smart, and they're happy that their team might tank when they're out of it because they want to get a high draft pick. But in the in the micro, when you want to go to a baseball team, a baseball game, and see your team have a chance to win and or be competitive throughout a season – These are basic things that fans want. And Mm -hmm. the players are out there saying like, oh, well, let's make it eight teams because we don't want to reward these sloths who who, are winning 50 games, Houston Astros, Pittsburgh Pirates, whoever you want to name. Uh, You know, White Sox, Cubs, both were in there for a little period of time recently. Mm -hmm. Uh, Royals going back there, whatever. We we don't want to incentivize that at all. We want eight teams. You got a one in eight chance, 12.5% to get that, to be that, to get the top pick. No, 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 we're the owners. We want one and three. So tank away. That's that doesn't yeah. feel right.
1: No, it doesn't. And like you hear the players talk about it, is they want more. Like, they want more competition. They don't want to have teams be incentivized by tanking here. Um, and it's such a weird dynamic here, Carm. Like from okay, let's let's put you in the shoes here of a player. You're on a team that is tanking. How does it make you feel like you, and you're trying to win on a daily basis, but you realize going in, you basically have no chance. So, th- okay. So th- th-
2: that's an interesting one because if I'm on a team that's tanking, if I'm yeah. a player that would not have gotten an opportunity to play, but now I'm getting one, thank yeah. God for tanking. Right. Mm-hmm. If I'm a veteran player that somehow is stuck on this team, yeah. because either a, I now suck or B, I have family issues and I have a no trade and I don't want to go anywhere else and um, it's just best for me to be in said market then that sucks because yeah. I want to win.
1: No, for sure. And like to me that like, there's no better example of a player being impacted by tanking or like just not trying to win um, or is than Nolan Arnotto. Like he, ended, he was, came up with the Rockies was just an elite player by all stretch of the means here. He is promised to be like he's promised that the Rockies are going to try to be more competitive. Sign this long-term extension. The Rockies do absolute shit. They do nothing. And he gets incredibly frustrated with the ownership, gets frustrated with Jeff Bradich, their former GM, and basically requests to be traded. And all of a sudden he's out and the Rockies are left being the Colorado Rockies again. Um, and when in that situation, I mean, obviously that's an extreme one because Arnado is a superstar, but you have to think there are other players who are from the good to superstar range that are in other situations that feel the exact same way. And that should not be part of us, part of major league baseball or any sport. I'm passionate about that. Um, and it's unfortunate. It's a, such a prominent part of the game.
2: Yeah. And I don't have a good answer for it. Like, you know, the draft, I, I guess, I mean, honestly, uh, the player's idea that eight teams in the lottery probably makes the most sense that, that I've heard. Yeah. Uh, some people think like, you, you know, inverse order of the draft period, like teams that were closest to the playoffs, you get rewarded by being the closest team to the playoffs. Uh, you draft first and then it goes in inverse order that way. We've talked about that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no easy, perfect answer to this, but, uh, yeah, you know, it, 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 no matter ahead. what
1: answer we come up with, whether it's the lottery, whether it's a lot of these other issues um, in the CBA, there's going to be people who are, who are unhappy and like that's something I've kind of resigned myself to and kind of realized pretty quickly is like no matter what somebody's gonna be pretty pissed.
2: Uh, yeah, that's we're right. Yeah. I mean, that's like, there's, there's not going to be like some, we've just found the perfect middle and the owners walk away happy and the players walk away happy and the fans are happy. Uh, and, and the other thing that's been said a zillion times, like nobody wants to hear billionaires arguing with millionaires about, uh, money. It's like, you know, we're, we're, people are out here, you know, trying to make a living. You all are, uh, here to entertain us, not irritate us. Um, and I, I, you know, I, I don't think that you're going to lose the fans per se, as I've said a zillion times, but the sooner this goes away, the, uh, clearly the better for major league baseball. You know, one thing that's also interesting to me is like what the players want might not have the impact that they think it's going to have. Like we're getting the universal DH, that's a thing, and the players wanted that because it's more jobs and it's uh, more money in theory for older players. Because you have a now you have fifteen teams more, t- uh, fifteen teams that need a DH that didn't need one before. But then speculation is that you know what they're not going to pay for a primetime DH. They're just going to rotate players through, uh, share the at-bats, and there isn't going to be this big boon to the players because now we have a universal DH. I'm not sure that that's how it's going to play out. I think that teams ultimately are going to want to win, and they're going to see the value of having somebody like a Kyle Schwarber on their roster in the National League. Uh,
1: Yes, go ahead. Oh, I'm glad you mentioned Schwarber because I'm adamant about – Schwarber being a fit for the Cardinals. That is from every indication I've gotten, that's not going to happen. But here's one that I'm keeping a very close eye on. Actually, I'll give you two. One of them does not involve the DH, but one is Nelson Cruz and the Milwaukee Brewers. That is one I'm going to be tracking pretty closely. Um, Not just because like, I mean, I'm not saying it's happening. I'm not saying anything along those lines, but I think that fit makes a whole lot of sense. I've heard some people whisper about it behind the scenes. Um, Could be something to watch. Another one is Carlos Correa with the Dodgers. That, Because I ended up mentioning early on in the offseason how I had somebody who is very smart tell me that Freddie Freeman could be a fit for the Dodgers and like they might pursue him. That turned out to be the case. That same person mentioned Carlos Correa and the Dodgers with me. Um, and they ended up losing Corey Seager in free agency, um, and the fit is there um, for another shortstop because they can move Trey Turner to second base. They have the money. Um, I mean, obviously they need to try to re-sign Clayton Kershaw, even Kenley Jensen. But if you can sign Carlos Correa and have I mean, him with Trey Turner, like to me, that's an upgrade over Turner's Corey Seager, like by right? a good margin.
2: Let me jump in here and ask a question. You're telling me that the L.A. Dodgers, who lost to the Houston Astros and with the Astros cheating, are going to bring Carlos Correa into their clubhouse? Is that what you're telling me?
1: I'm not saying that they're going to, but I wouldn't rule it out. I'll you say wouldn't that. rule that out? Yeah, I would not rule that out. Yeah, uh, I, I can see the look on your face, Carm. You're looking quite dumbfounded. I mean,
2: if, if 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 I was... Uh... I'm having a brain fart right now. Who's the who's the bearded third baseman? Justin Turner. Yeah, if I was Justin Turner and you told me that I was that we were bringing in Carlos Dam Correa, I, I would go storm into every office at Dodger Stadium and be like, "No, we're not. No, you're not. Where? What? Are you, are you kidding? I mean, like that? 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 That is. Dis, that's just disgusting.
1: But maybe that's the case, and maybe. Turner just goes banana land and Friedman and uh, and Dave Roberts, but winning cures all to me. And adding Correa gives you such a good chance of doing that. Uh, like, like I would imagine the odds of this happening are pretty like pretty slim. But like at the same time, I I think it makes a lot of sense. And it it would be like the talk of like it would to me it would be kind of like. I mean this is not the greatest example in the world but Ray Allen going from the Celtics going and going to the Miami Heat in the middle of that rivalry. Um I mean like not the greatest like comparison by any means. That's another look I just got that was of you being dumbfounded with me but
2: <laughs> No, no, no. You're you're fine. Uh uh and but that's maybe a compliment to you that I, if if that's if I actually am that um <laughs> It just it's different in that like there wasn't a cheating element to it, but yeah, no, that's it, did, it did feel like a cheat from a, a Celtics standpoint. You're really leaving us to go jump on with LeBron to go beat us. There's, I mean, yeah. I'm sure the the Astros might feel that way with Correa. Are you serious? You're going to go leave and play with the Dodgers? But like, I think Astros players would uh, look at it like, well, we didn't offer them, you know, uh, and this is what we get. Sean saying it's like Rodman going to the Bulls that that's actually that 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 one was like the Bulls were uh making a deal with the devil is how I looked at it you let Horace Grant go because you were cheap and stupid and and you got all high and mighty Jerry Reinsdorf did at the time and let Horace Grant walk to Orlando because he thought he had Horace supposedly shook his hand and said we have and and Ryan's was like we have a deal and then the agents got involved like yeah, and then Horace went back on his word so so Jerry was like you you we shook your get out of here then it's like no 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 whatever i don't need to go deeper than that but so all right. That I I, I I don't want that to happen. Uh, if I haven't made
1: that clear. I will uh, I will say this though, Carl. That would make for tremendous comment or content on the baseball insiders. I uh, we can look back at this episode and say, Bert, you are nuts after all. Like I, I yeah, maybe maybe I could end up looking really stupid for that, but like
2: I, nah. I'm not ruling that one out. Yeah, you're good. You're good, you're good, you're good. Um all right, let's wrap with this. The union the players here, they've remained committed to changing two areas that major league baseball is calling non-starters revenue sharing and salary arbitration for all players after two years. Mm-hmm. Who's giving in on this one, Bert. And, and and when they, when they mean revenue sharing, what exactly do they mean? Do you uh, understand it? Because
1: I'm my I'm, get, uh, go ahead. Well, I'm just, I don't understand. I, I, I don't understand it a lot. If we're being honest,
2: let's be honest because I think that's the best thing on the baseball answers. But basically, it's it's my understanding of of revenue sharing is that they they want uh, major the the lower level the non revenue the the lower level revenue teams, mm-hmm. um, the players don't want. Uh, a huge amount of revenue sharing for uh, for the Royals and the and and any of any team under that umbrella, because then it it's going to impact the high end of uh, of of the you know what the Yankees are willing to spend if the if the Royals are keep getting all this and it, it, I'm sorry it'll impact what they'll spend what Kansas City will spend. Well, if they're getting all this revenue sharing, then they don't have to try to win and put a actual product on the field because they're, well, we're going to get money anyway. Players don't want that. The owners again are sitting here trying to incentivize teams to not compete. They want to take care of the little guy in their, in their own little billionaire club, which is gross. And the arbitration part, you know, players want to get paid earlier and the owners are saying, no, you're not.
1: Yeah. And I would imagine like, so for the revenue sharing, I'm going to have to imagine the player say, no, um to that but in terms of salary arbitration i would imagine that they're gonna have to figure this out maybe it's not two years maybe it's not maybe it's a little bit longer than that but um they also need to find a way how to um figure like how to come up with proper pay for these players but because they're talking about doing it on fangrafts war or even baseball reference war and, like that's not you can't do that like can you like i mean that's just no, I mean, they, in addition to like figuring out what side is going to end up caving on this, they need to find a way to like come up with a proper pace structure and like find like doing enough of a website's war, even though like it's baseball god to like a lot of different people. Um, like that's not the proper way to do this thing.
2: A lot of it's a big time compliment to Fangraphs. Congratulations, you're impacting baseball. Uh, all right, hey, let's talk a little bit of baseball, uh, actual predictions on the field before we go here. And by the way, thank you for checking out the Baseball Insider. Hit that subscribe button. We can't wait to be actually talking about the games on the field versus what's going on right now. Uh, So uh, I I looked for – I'm asking you for three Robert Murray teams that you think are ready to surprise once we get into the season,
1: whenever the hell it starts. What do you got over there, Bert? So my first team – can you even call the Padres a surprise? Sure. Why not? They're the Padres. Yeah. I mean, I mean you're not wrong. You're, that's, that's definitely fair. Um, but th- they haven't really done a whole lot in terms of adding to this roster that they have, but they added Bob Melvin. And Bob Melvin is such a huge upgrade over Jay Stingler and Andy Green and, like, the previous managers they've had. They went from having a bottom five manager to who I think is, like, a top three manager and he's actually going to get that clubhouse in order. It's going to end up being a whole lot better. Like you hear of optimism throughout that entire organization now, um, unlike anything that you've heard um, under the Jace Tingler era. Even like even after all those signings they had last year, um, like there was still like, can Tingler make this work? If there's anybody who can make it work, it's Bob Melvin. The one hire though that I am a little worried about is Michael Berdar, their hitting coach. Um, and the concern stems from how old he is. He's 27. Um, like that that is extraordinarily young he's younger than a lot of the guys that he's coaching. Um, and I'm, I'm curious to see how his voice is going to be heard in that room. And Melvin is a believer in him. AJ Preller is a believer. Like he's a firm believer. There's a lot of people who think he's a rising star, but once we get the spring training, like his ability to, command that room is going to be very important for the Padres. So reading between the Burt lines there, you
2: believe that managers matter. And you also think that Bob Melvin, who I find to be about as entertaining and, or as interesting as uh, a library is a good manager, which is interesting to me. Maybe maybe I'm missing something on good old Bob from a distance, but okay. Wait, wait, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. You You don't think he's a good manager. I think he's okay. He, I, I I never would have, I never would have gone out of the way. They've got Bob Melvin.
1: Oh, Carm. Oh, I, no. oh no, baby. What is he doing? Okay, am I, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Yeah,
2: Bob Melvin.
1: I'm, yeah. Like, I mean, look at what he did with those Oakland A's teams. Like they yeah. had like, the lows, like payrolls in baseball, like at least close to it. And yet they were consistently in the playoffs. Like, I mean, that's, I mean,
2: you know, Hunter's saying and it's right in the chat that I don't stay enough up late enough to watch A's games. That's absolutely correct. <laughs> I, I, I I don't. Uh, I'm I'm not a, I'm not a huge follower of the AL West. All I know is that whenever I've seen Bob Melvin, I, I Bob Melvin wants to be made it. You know, I feel like I got to take a nap. The good old Bob, but maybe Bob knows what he's doing. I, hey, listen, I'll, I'll I'll pay more attention to, to to the to the Bob Melvin genius. Maybe it's because I'm just impacted by uh, Moneyball, and anybody who, I, I feel like he's Bob Melvin is Art Howe, and Art Howe is Bob Melvin. Yeah, no, I mean that's fair. I,
1: I mean, if that's the case, like I get it. Yeah,
2: but okay. I, 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 hey, listen, I, I'm I'm willing to be wrong on my Bob Melvin. Who's your second team that you're that you're get your bird
1: eyes on? Boston Red Sox, and not in a good way. Okay, um, they ended up like. They were very competitive last year. I'm a huge believer in Heim Bloom, uh, who's running the ship there. But you look at what they ended up doing in the offseason here. They added a bunch of pitchers on, um, on one-year deals. They added Rich Hill. Uh, I'm pretty sure Rick Porcello. And then there's another one, too. He's coming off of Tommy John. They signed him like, to a one-year deal with two club options, which is a really unique structure. Um, and, I mean, the Giants did it last year, and they had a ton of success. But, I mean, I just don't – I'm not really that enthused by that rotation. And they're also – they lost um, Hunter Renfro added Jackie Bradley Jr. They're more than likely going to lose Kyle Schwarber. Like, I don't see a lot of ways that they've gotten a whole lot better. Um, so, I, I could see them kind of, like, fading a bit. But, you know what, if there's ever somebody who's going to prove me wrong, it's Bloom. I'll be, I'll be real about that.
2: I mean, I, I'm, I'm having a deep Bob Melvin dive over here, by the way.
1: <laughs> oh, boy. This is, uh, yeah, what, what you got.
2: By the end of his A's tenure, his 850 wins were the second most in team history behind only Hall of Fame manager Connie Mack. Among active Major League managers, only Tony La Russa, Dusty Baker, Terry Francona, and Joe Madden have had more wins than the great Bob Melvin. He's led his teams to seven postseason appearances and four division titles. However, Burt, he's also had the most postseason appearances for any manager without having won a league pennant. Melvin chokes in the clutch more than any manager in the history of baseball has choked in the clutch. In fact, ESPN once reported with the A's, Melvin developed a reputation as a player's manager. As well as a keen, keen strategist, and a division which his team often carried the lowest payroll, he found consistent success. But when the moments got really big, Melvin was one of the greatest chokers in the history of baseball. I added the last part, and nobody else wrote that. I just, I just put that in there. Uh, all right, Bob Melvin, Bob damn Melvin, Bob damn Melvin would be, um, you know what he, you know what he would be referred to by people who cover the game. What's that? They would call him a baseball guy. Bob, he's a baseball guy. He's a baseball guy through and through. He's, he's you know, played the game, managed the game. He's a, he's a baseball guy.
1: Yeah, I love that's, him. yeah. You know, that's that's the a perfect ultimate, description. Yeah, the ultimate compliment. He's a baseball guy. Who's your third team? I'm going to give you another surprise. That's like not in a good way. The Texas Rangers.
2: Okay. okay. They spent
1: five hundred million bucks in 24 hours, and I have concerns um you look at Corey Seager's gonna get hurt in in, in week two go ahead <laughs> that was actually gonna be my first point is it seems like he, it's only a matter of time before he would get hurt just because I mean he's always hurt look at the extensive injury list that he's had throughout his career and he, he's in his late 20s now um and as you get older like injuries tend to happen more and more um and like that's something that Handing him a three hundred and what was it three hundred twenty five million dollar contract? I think that, that's right and close enough if it isn't. Go ahead. That's such a huge risk to me. Um, and there's a lot of people that I've heard who say that John Daniels, their GM, tries to be the Los Angeles Dodgers. And in this case, like you can kind of see exactly what they're talking about because Seager, former Dodger, Chris Woodward, their manager, former Dodger. Um, they've, they're trying to replicate what the Dodgers had late last season in their middle infield, having Marcus Simeon and well, the Dodgers in this case, they had Trey Turner at second base and Seager at, at third and shortstop. Um, and then you also, you're going to end up having Seager at short. You're going to have Simeon at second. Um, they're going to continue to try to add Clayton Kershaw, somebody on their radar, like firmly on their radar. I can tell you. They, at one point, had a four-year offer out to Kyle Schwarber. I, I don't think that's going to happen anymore. Um, but they're going to continue to try to spend, and they're going to try to replicate what the Dodgers have done, and I don't think it's going to go well at all. Um, and I'm, I'm very curious to see what happens with Isaiah Kiner-Falefa because um, he was a guy that was drawing interest from the Yankees. There was some other teams that were involved. Like, there was a lot of teams actually hitting the Rangers up about him. Falafa, like as soon as as soon as they signed seager i had heard like there was a decent chance he's going to be traded ultimately he wasn't but it wouldn't surprise me if he does but i just i could go on and on about this i don't i don't think the rangers are going to end up being very good
2: strong rumors in the chats that uh, kyle Schwarber is going to sign with the giants as a dh uh, i i would i i think that's more of a perhaps a fan take by hunter yeah, I, would I was th- about to say that it sounds like a hunter
1: armor message right there yeah,
2: I, I would throw in uh, the Marcus Simeon problem that he's going to have in Texas. You know what his problem is going to be? What's up? Well, he's not going to be managed by Bob Melvin anymore. See, so, yeah, I mean, spot the why. I wish you could. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> straight downhill without Melvin for Simeon. Bert, all right, it's February 16th. We're recording next week. Do you expect no. any progress? No. No. I'm. Firmly, in two weeks do you expect progress by the, t- the 28th deadline? Some some progress, but not full progress. So that would be Correct.
1: no progress. Yeah, okay. Um, I right. fully expected we start the regular season in June. That's my guess.
2: Now you're at June. June, June what? Let's put it, let's get dates on the record here. Give me June 8th for the regular season starts. June 8th. All right, I'll take May 13th. All right, you're more
1: optimistic than me, Carm. I, I've always respected that about you.
2: Well, I was. I, if we flip this back about two months, I was. I was more pessimistic than you. Um, you That's were true. like, yeah, they're not going to miss any time. Like they're missing some time. It's this thing is these people don't like each other, and the owners don't want to pay the players for April and May. Yep. But I think that the noise will get so exhaustive for the owners that that they won't want to deal with it. And the players will also realize that we're not going to get everything we want here and we make a hell of a lot of money. So let's just get this thing done and let's play baseball on May the 13th and make Carm right. That's the plan. Yep. That's the plan. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Carm right again. Yep. Yeah, After right. Bob Melvin take. Right. Bob Melvin yeah. and, and, and Jim Harbaugh. Let's not forget about that one. Oh, All right. Yeah. You said it, not me. I did. I did. I did. Uh, Robert Murray hit that subscribe button if you haven't because you want to hear Bert and, and and yours truly on the Baseball Insiders. Hang in there, baseball fans. It's all going to work out. Just remember these things ultimately will end at some point and uh, you will get to go to your ballpark of choice, have that beer, have that hot dog, eat that peanut, root for your team, dream up a World Series. Every 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 team in all of baseball is going to make the playoffs. We might as well not even have a regular season, 14 teams. Yeah, I don't know about all that, but uh, whatever. I like the playoffs. That's fun. Bert, we did it, buddy. We did it, baby. Let's go. Let's go. We'll see you next week on the Baseball Insiders.
0: This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on.